Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get sports and you get comics. And today, you're going to be getting some more sports as Craig Needles is back, and we're going to finish off our NFL season preview with the NFC over-unders. How's it going, Craig? Going great. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Jays are winning, or a little walk-off win tonight, so I'm going to yeah, immediately, cool. immediately date this podcast with that one, but I don't care because it was awesome. Uh, yeah, well, you, you know... You just can't pitch to Ryan Goins in extra innings. That's what the other teams always just got to realize, and they keep making the same mistake. Yeah, I know. I mean, the guy has, I think, two, maybe three home runs. I mean, when are they going to learn? You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just can't, can't challenge guys. You can't challenge Ryan Goins, especially not with guys on base. Can't do it. Um, so a week has passed since we did the AFC over-unders, and we're still yet to get a ruling on Tom Brady. Uh, that was supposed to happen today, but didn't. Uh, you could bet on whether the Tom Brady ruling is going to be he's suspended or not suspended, and you sort of can. Mm-hmm. I would bet that Tom Brady is not suspended. I think I, I think they're going to lower it. Like, what do you what do you think? I don't know. I think they're going to lower it. They, like, I think uh, I don't know. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to lower. I think they're just going to say flat out zero. I think once it gets to the judge, it's going to be zero four, um, and it's going to be zero. Madness. Um, like we could, I don't know. We could easily uh, see them because, like, I don't know. Because Goodell would look real, real weak if Brady ends up not getting suspended. So I might. Yeah, but once it gets to the judge's hands, Goodell doesn't have a whole lot of choices. That's also true. That, you know, Goodell decided to roll the dice on this because I'm sure, like, obviously Brady wasn't willing to go along with whatever sort of discipline plan the NFL had because they they tried to talk some sort of middle of the road agreement they couldn't come to it so once the judge is the one making a decision roger doesn't have a lot of choices anymore and that's just the way it's going to be yeah uh, roger may wind up getting burned here i guess we'll see yeah, it was a calamity of errors by him as his entire tenure as commissioner has yeah yeah well, like what has he done well i can't think of anything and they're still pushing for an 18 game schedule uh madness pure madness anyway uh we haven't had any – there hasn't been any – there's been a couple of smaller injuries since we've been uh, gone, but nothing serious like the Jordy. Well, I guess the Orlando Scandrick one is the biggest one. We'll get to that in a minute because we're going to start off with the Cowboys. But uh, nothing of significance has happened to move any of the AFC lines uh, other than I really like the fact that I have the Patriots with 10 and a half – like over 10 and a half wins, especially if they get Brady back on suspension. So, yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about that too, if I were you. Yeah. Um, so, that was one of my Silver Star specials, and you're going to hear a couple of them in the NFC. Uh, so, let's, without further ado, let's, do, let's, get, right let's get us started. We'll head over to the NFC East, and we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, nine and a half wins. Over is minus 130, and the under you can get even money on. Over, 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 over. You like the over? The Dallas, if. That's my favorite bet that I've heard so far. Uh, love the over. They just they just block so damn well. It's true. You know? Like and and I I know that it's not the sexiest thing to have to be the, the strength of your team. I know that it's cool if you can you know air it out and you've got you know all these great receivers or whatever it happens to be or you got this this defense doesn't allow anything and Dallas doesn't quite have that but they just block so damn well and no one blocks better than they do. And that really, really matters. And that's going to be very helpful for them. Um, 
they are going to be able to create lanes for whoever the running back is. They're going to be able to find time for Tony Romo. Uh, Des Bryant is still on this football team. Uh, so that's helpful. I, I don't love their receivers beyond Des Bryant. Terrence Williams, Devin Street, Cole Beasley. But that doesn't matter. Uh, I think that Jason Witten's going to have a little bit better year this time around. I think that Tony Romo is going to have an excellent year again. And they'll, they'll be so good on offense. They're going to be a top five offense. And the defense will probably be a middle of the road one because you look at some of the guys they added, uh, Greg Hardy, who they'll eventually get. They get Sean Lee back from injury, which is helpful. Obviously, Sean Lee's a pretty good player. They're going to be better on defense, too. And, you know, who knows what exactly they're going to get from Randy Gregory. The guy's at least got some talent. So I just I, I look at this team and think to myself, yeah, the, losing Standrick is, is not helpful at all. Uh, but even without Scandrick in the in the secondary, that, that's the, the weak spot, clearly. But they'll be able to create enough pressure with the front seven. I think that it's not a huge disaster, especially once Hardy gets back. So this, to me, is an 11, maybe 12-win football team. I really believe that. Uh, some of the offseason moves they made, they drafted uh, quarterback Byron Jones at Connecticut. They franchised Des Bryant. They let the NFL's leading rusher, DeMarco Murray, go via free agency, which is probably in the long run not or was probably a smart idea to let him go and not over it was the only move it was the only move they could make based on their cap situation with some of the other guys who've got a lot of money invested in their if their thought process with building the team was we can have whoever we want play running back because our offensive line is so good Mm -hmm. that's the right way for them to be thinking yeah not only that but like I don't want to disparage DeMarco Murray, but I'm going to, I'm going to take him down a peg here. Cause if you ever owned DeMarco Murray in fantasy outside of last year, he was always, you know, a hamstring there or, a, or, a, a, you know, a, a quad there, you know, there's always something missing, missing a week or two with something last year was his contract year. And that was the only year he played all 16 games. So Maybe I, can, I believe that's a coincidence. Yeah, but, you, do you think yeah. so? I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm just pointing this out. That's all yeah. I'm doing. Take, I, I think that I think that he just happened to get lucky in the, the contract year, and he happened to be on a team with an awesome, awesome offense. I'm just saying, if he has a hamstring injury in Philadelphia this year, maybe he's not uh, playing through it. Is the only thing that I'm suggesting. Um, they brought in Darren McFadden, two years, three million. Which, my God, whatever. Um, Greg Hardy and the karma that comes with him, one year, 11, uh, 11.3 million. Uh, he was originally suspended for 10 games, but they get him back after four after the NFL. He was one of the many reduced suspensions that happened in the offseason. Uh, we mentioned Orlando Skandrick, who they signed to a one-year $9.5 million extension, who then unfortunately tore his ACL and is out for the season. Do you know the guy who injured him? Uh, do you know the name of the guy who injured him? No. His name was Lucky Whitehead. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, can't make that up. Uh, I, I got to – oh, yeah, they re-signed the coaching staff as well. Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan, Rod Marinelli, all those guys get three- and five-year extensions. Marinelli uh, especially is is good. Like, Garrett, whatever, I can take a leave. But yeah. uh, if you have Rod Marinelli doing your defensive line work, that is a good thing. Yes. Um. I initially like the under, but I think you're. I think you're right. I I do, I, I think the over is good. Look, um, there's there. I think they're the best team in this division. Yeah. I think they might be the second or third best team in the NFC. They're going to score points. They're going to be able to replace Murray with relative ease, even if it's a running back by committee. 
It may not be the sexiest thing for fantasy football people, but for actually winning games in the NFL, they're going to be fine there. Oh, and they'll be able to do enough on defense uh, with Byron Jones. Uh, and they can find a way to play more, not to be a disaster. Uh, Tyler Bateman, like they, they'll they'll piece it together in the secondary enough. And the front seven will be good enough on defense. They can be maybe a middle of the road NFL defense or slightly below that. But even if they're slightly below, if they're in the top 20, this team's winning 10, 11, 12 games for sure. Yeah. Uh, next NFC East team, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They are also sitting at nine and a half wins. Their over is minus 105. Their under is minus 125. They finished 10 and 6 last year. They drafted Nelson Aguilar out of USC. They released a lot of guys. Like, they made a bunch of moves. They released Kerry Williams. They released Trent Cole. They traded LaShawn McCoy to the Bills for Kiko Alonso. They re signed Mark Sanchez to two years, nine million, which I don't know. Did you hear that hilarious rant that uh, Michael Bennett of the Seahawks had in the offseason or last week? Yeah, yeah about, you know, the uh, quarterbacks in one position where you can get paid. Yeah, when you suck. Well, there you go. Because Mark Sanchez was just signed. Mark Sanchez is going to make four and a half million dollars next year to do Let me nothing. Tell you something about that Mark Sanchez contract. I don't. Yeah. Hate it. No, I don't hate it either. Because like, you got right. You always want to cover your ass with right. Mark it's, Sanchez, right? Mark Sanchez. And if you look at what Kelly likes to do in his offense, and he's got experience with Kelly's offense, of the backup quarterback options that were available to Chip Kelly. Mark Sanchez was likely the best one by a significant margin. Right? It's insane to think about. It's insane. But it's true, though. I think, I I think we're, in, we're, we're in a quarterbacking depth here, or dearth here, where dearth, yeah. we have, like, you know, four or five guys in the NFL right now are likely going to make the Hall of Fame. Well, who do we have that's going to make the Hall of Fame in the NFL for sure? Manning, Brady, Breeze, probably Luck. And Rodgers. And Rodgers. Is Both. anyone else going to make the Hall of Fame playing quarterback right now? Uh, and no. Roethlisberger, but he's obviously going to have some strikes against him. Yeah. Uh, Eli Manning is going to be an awkward case, but I don't think so. Uh, no, so we have like five guys who are, you know, pantheon quarterbacks here. There were times when we had more and there were fewer teams. So we've got a quarterback situation here where is Mark Sanchez one of the best 60 quarterbacks in the world? Yeah, probably. So if you can get one of the best 60 quarterbacks in the world on a two-year deal at $9 million, it's not a disaster. Now, when you start talking about the Charlie Whitehurst of the world, guys who've never actually never actually seen them play and they get paid, that's a different thing entirely. Because yeah. Charlie Whitehurst made a whole lot of money to never, ever, ever be good. Clipboard not Jesus. Yeah. Mark Sanchez, at the very least, has started two conference title games. Yeah, had, had some success. Had some success. Right, right. So I, I agree with Michael Bennett that it's the only position in the league where you can be awful and still find a way to make decent money at it and be in the league for a while but you know i think <laughs> i think that mark sanchez is, is one of the 60 best guys so yeah uh other moves they made they re-signed brandon graham four years 26 million then they traded nick Foles to the rams and got sam bradford who looks like it's going to be their starting qb they uh made a little free agent splash here they brought in byron maxwell uh Six years, sixty-three million. They added uh, two running backs, Ryan Matthews and Demarco Murray. They signed Demarco Murray to five years, forty million, and they brought in everybody's favorite uh, quarterback, Tim Tebow, one year, uh, six hundred and sixty grand. Uh, they released left guard Evan Mathis. Um, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually good. something that's changed in the AFC since we talked last. Yeah, Evan Mathis joining the Broncos is significant. 
Yes, but it really we're is. Talk, we're talking about something else right now. Um, over under Tebow starts zero point five. I'll take the under on starts, but I would be hard pressed to take the under on lines with like you know offensive snaps or plays. He's yeah, I don't like because he's going to see some snaps. Like they're going to like Chip Kelly fancies himself a genius, and and we're going to see Tebow running on the field and then probably just like pretending to do something and then handing it off and then running back off the field. But all oh, right. Oh yeah, these definitely. I think there's going to be. It's going to be even more than that. I think he's going to line Tebow up in weird places. And uh, Chip Kelly just likes to think that he's awesome and do things that are cool because he's Chip Kelly, and that's why he signed Tim Tebow, and that's why he's not going to be able to resist. He's not going to be able to start writing up his play sheets on a Monday morning or a Sunday night whenever he gets going on it and think to himself, "Yeah, I've got Tim Tebow sitting right there on the roster, but ah, I'm not going to bother." He's not going to be able to do that. He will not be able to resist. I don't know what he's going to do, but he'll have something in store for us. I wish they would use the idea that you and I came up with a couple of years ago of the 2020 quarterback. where like you, Sam Bradford, between the between the 220s. But when you get to the to the red zone, like let Tebow do his thing. Because like Tebow's big thing is is always, you know, he can't throw the ball far. But if you're already in a red zone, you don't need him to throw the ball far. And he can just plow through guys and run into the end zone anyway. Just let him be like kind of like a quarterback closer on long drives. Maybe that's exactly what Kelly's playing. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be awesome. I think like it's it's dumb to say that. And it's like something you might do in Madden. But like <laughs> be hilarious to see in real life. Oh, they'll have multiple Tebow packages. That's yeah, they'll they're like the Eagles are going to be a league pass type team for me, like because when they have the ball anyway, I'm going to be like, let's just see if Tebow is going to do anything. Hmm. Uh, nine and a half wins. Do you like the over or the under? Uh, this is a tough one for me. Yeah. I'm going to say the over just because I don't like the other two teams in this division. Agreed. I'm, I like. And I, I look at the schedule and like, it doesn't stress me out. I, Atlanta, uh, Monday Night Football. Cowboys tough, but they play the rest like the AFC East is their crossover. They have the Lions, Cardinal. Like I just, I just don't get stressed out by the rest of the schedule. They play the NFC South as well, so I'm going to say the over. Yeah, um, I like the over if I, but I don't like minus 105. I guess it's all right, but I don't love it. Eagles feel like a state away. I mean, I'm probably not going to. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be investing money in that because I feel that the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. But if you had to do one of those two lines, that's the one I would do. Take the R. All right, let's yeah. talk about the uh, New York Football Giants. Uh, eight and a half yeah. wins, over minus 110, under minus 120. Uh, they got a new defensive coordinator. They fired Perry Faywell and brought in Steve Spagnolio. They extended Coughlin through 2016. They drafted my boy offensive tackle Eric Flowers from the U. Uh, they released Matthias Kiwanuka. Uh, they franchised Jason Pierre-Paul, who then blew off his right index finger in a fireworks accident, which was the most, um, I guess, next to Deflategate was the most bizarre offseason storyline in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Shane Vereen. I actually really liked the Shane Vereen signing for them three Me years. And I like Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator in year two. I think that he's a creative yeah. guy. He's a clever guy. Uh, I think they'll be able to score some points this year, um, but there's a there's a difference between them and Dallas. I think that a the Giants defense is worse than what Dallas is. Like, who's the best player on the Giants defense right now? Oh boy, like I have no are, idea what. Pierre are there Paul's any good do, players? Right? Like, yeah, like Pierre Paul is likely the best guy on there, but we don't yeah. know what what he's going to be doing this year. So, 
of the guys who are likely going to be starting for them in week one, who's the best player? Let's looking up and down the depth chart. You got Kerry Wynn, Cullen Jenkins, Jonathan Hanks, Robert Ayers, Devin Kennard, John Beeson, JT Thomas, Dominique Rogers Cromartie, Bennett Jackson, Cooper Taylor, Prince Mukamara. It's probably DRC, isn't it? Like Yeah. And, and he's, he's very good the year in Denver, but he was not good last year. No, yeah, and he was he was looked like he was done last year, so maybe he turns it back and like they lost Antrell Roll. Uh I mean their offensive line. The offensive line's a problem too. A problem, because I mean Will Beatty tore his pectoral muscles. So now like this is their offensive line right now. They gotta slide Eric Flowers to left tackle, which is not what they wanted to do. Uh, I can't remember. Is it Justin? Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh is their right Justin tackle. Richburg, Jeff Schwartz. And Schwartz, Schwartz is okay. Marshall Newhouse at right tackle is not optimal. Yeah. John Jerry at right guard is. Ugh, like, oh, they have uh, the depth chart. You got Jerry instead of Schwartz. Either way, regardless. Either way. Yeesh. It's, right? it's like, not It's not an optimal situation. And, and people are going to say, oh, you know, you can, like, the Giants have a bunch of, of skill guys on offense who are good. And yeah, they do. But. I just don't see them being able to block well enough for that to make a difference on a regular basis. Odell Beckham Jr. super fun. I don't know if he's going to be as much fun as he was last year, but I just I, I think this is an under. For me. Uh, what do you think we get out of Victor Cruz? Like, what do you expect to Victor I don't Cruz? Know. I honestly don't know. I yeah, like it's such an enigma to me because man, his knee knee injury was bad last year because he was untouched and he didn't land on it funny either. Like it just it like just, yeah. He jumped up in the air, and then halfway, like, once he was at the apex of his jump, his leg just stopped working. It was so, so weird. I remember watching that and just being like, oh, hell no. Like, just being like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Not this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be able to throw the ball somewhat decently. Yeah. Even if Cruz is, like, 60%, 70%. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think there are too many weak spots in this team. This might be the worst defense in the league? It's possible. It's very possible. I, 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 think, it's a have, bet. I think it's a good bet they wind up in... Obviously, there's not going to be a statistical measure that everyone agrees on. You know, Not everyone's going to agree on yardage or points or any of that stuff. But I think that there's going to be at least a few of the statistical measures where they at least finish 31st or 30th or 32nd or somewhere in that range. Eli is going to have to, if this team's going to win games, they're going to have to have one of those years. Because you know how Eli has those years where he just doesn't throw interceptions? He's got yeah. to yeah. have one of those Eli years where he doesn't throw silly Eli interceptions and, and just takes care of the yeah. ball and does they won't his be thing. able to afford it because no. they're going to need all the points they can get to outpace what the defense does. Yeah. All right. So you and I both recommend the under at eight and a half for the New York Giants. Uh, last team in the NFC East, uh, the Washingtons. Uh, six wins over is even under is minus one thirty. Uh, I can bet a team with Kirk Cousins at quarterback will not get seven wins. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> like they and they exercised RG three through two thousand sixteen, and then just like like how how much should we hate Mike Shanahan for putting him back in that Seahawks playoff game? Um, quite like, a bit. I think we should mostly just hate Daniel Snyder. Yeah. You know, because he's the worst. He is uh, the worst. The fact that this the, team name, like, because we're not, I, I'm, I'm putting a ban on the, uh, on the nickname for this team for my, for my podcast. I'm just going to try to call them the Washingtons. And I've seen some other radio shows and podcasts have like a swear jar. 
anytime you, you job you want to pay into that stuff, i'm i'm that. i'm thinking we, we might steal that idea and start a swear jar for the other one in, a, in an attempt to wean off of that um they're bad just like awesome. what about this roster is good well I, honestly they have a couple I, of good receivers yeah um and, and like and that's Jordan, only when they stay healthy right yeah, yeah. Jordan Reed's obviously a talented guy at tight end. And, and they have made some improvements to the defense. Uh, they go out and get Terrence Knighton from the Broncos, so at least be able to help against the run. Hot Rose. Um, yeah, and Duke Iannaccio also from uh, from from the Broncos. And, and he, he's an improvement. It's a strong safety spot for them, I think, based on some of the guys they were trotting out there last year. But it's just, I, I don't see what about this football team would make us think they have a chance to be 7 and no, there's nothing like the only thing I like. The only thing I like that they did in the off season to be honest. Well, I did like the the night and signing, and and they brought they traded for Deshaun Golson, which you know whatever. But I mean, he's sure. great. Uh, I like that they drafted my favorite guy in the draft was the offensive tackle Brandon Sheriff out of Iowa. That was one of my personal favorites coming in uh, out of the draft last year, and they've already started destroying him because they're moving him all around the right. And he the was a line and, too. It's yeah, uh, yeah. They're already trying to make him into a flop. Um, they've got a new defensive coordinator. They fired Jim Hazlett. They brought in Joe Barry. Uh, I mean, that's not going to be enough to get anything done. They lost Ryan Clark to retirement. I mean... Here's the question. Is this the worst run franchise in the NFL right now? Um, I don't think there's any question. Um, Maybe right? Because, like, they've also... You've also got a... Like we mentioned it earlier, because you've also got to tack on all the bad press they get from their stupid nickname. Oh yeah, yeah, that that definitely counts. Like, like that. Um, like absolutely. Even if, you, even if you put that out of your mind, if we're just talking about on the field, yeah. same thing. Is that, are they still the worst? I, 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 no, no. You know what? They're not worse than the Raiders. They're not. They're not worse than the Raiders, but they're still bad. I think. I think they are worse than the Raiders. Maybe they are worse than the Raiders. The Raiders in the last two the Raiders, years. Raiders. You know what? Made some moves. Yeah, you're right. They they've actually the last couple of years have made consistently decent decisions. I.e., not splurging on really bad free agents with their cap space for long term deals has been helpful. And they've drafted uh, Amari Cooper and uh, Khalil Mack, the last two first round picks. Mm-hmm. So you got. I gotta give it. You yeah. gotta give it to them. And you look at Washington. Like the giant, th- the giant package that they gave up to get RG three, and then just like is 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 RG who's RG three will not be on this team next year. He will be no, I, he may not be on this team week one. That's true. That's also like well, apparently the Seahawks called and were asking about him, which would that be the ultimate Seahawks move. God, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes there. Wilson gets hurt. He lights it up, and they trade RG three for two first round picks. Something like that. Yeah. Like I, I remember because I think it was Ian Rappaport who tweeted that uh, the Seahawks were kicking the tires on RG three, and I was like, oh god, please, please do that. <laughs> the love of God. Uh, why not? I guess if you're, you, you seem to be somewhat happy with Tyrod Taylor racing your offense, but if you're Buffalo, if you're the Jets, why don't you at least call? Yeah, I, I mean, well, because the know, thing is, if I'm Buffalo, I do it, I extend them, and I say, you're not playing this year. Like, you're just not. Like, sure. like, yeah. like I'm sitting you out for a year, and we're going to figure this shit out in the offseason. Because I still believe in our G3. I might be the last guy on our on Robert Griffin, the third island, but... No, I, I'm not. I, I, believe in, I believe in him not on Washington. I think yeah. that if you get him somewhere where you've got an offensive coordinator who's willing to tailor things for his strengths... Like Kyle Shanahan, um, if you get him somewhere like that with 
decent players around him, a, a franchise that is not a disaster, I think that there's still a chance that RG3 can be a, an above-average NFL quarterback. I really believe that. Yeah, me too. And but I see it, so. we, may, we, never, we, may, we may never find out. Yeah. But y'all, I, I think I'm always going to wonder, like, what happens if it was Cleveland that does that trade? But Cleveland's cursed. I mean, it's a bad example. Yeah. It's a, there are yeah. a bunch of teams talking with St. Louis about that too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And, somebody laid down the other day what – just speaking of Cleveland, somebody laid down the other day all of the – like the like the Julio Jones trade that Cleveland made with Atlanta, right? Like Atlanta made gave up like seven or eight draft picks to move up twenty spots or whatever with Cleveland to get Julio Jones, and Cleveland basically wasted all seven of those picks or whatever that they got. Bill Taylor week. got cut this week. Oh God! <laughs> well, that's not good. Oh man. Um, that was one of the picks they used. Um, who else? I think. Uh, oh, Brandon Whedon. How'd that work out? For yeah, Brandon Good. Whedon was one. Uh, Greg Little was one. They flipped uh, another pick. They flipped one of those picks that they got from from Atlanta, and like basically one of the picks they got, they made two other trades that ended up being the Johnny Manziel pick. So, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that he's one of the picks from that trade as well to flop with the Vikings when the Vikings tricked him into thinking that they should trade up to get Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson, uh, yeah. Despite oh. the fact that the Vikings had Adrian Peterson. Oh. Uh, I Well, yeah, that was not good. Uh, well, speaking either of... Either way, yeah. well, we don't need to talk about the Browns. Let's speaking of the Vikings, we, yeah, we, we'll, we'll get to them. North. Yeah, we'll get to them in a minute, but we're going we're gonna to transition to the North. We're going to start with uh, my least favorite but, team. Oh, sorry. We're both the under on Washington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, un- yeah. Under, under on six. Under. I'd be under on five. At least I'd consider under on five. So yeah, me too. Uh, unless we get some weird Kirk Cousins wins like we got last year. Although apparently Kirk Cousins has only like he's won games in the NFL, Craig. But never when he's actually started. The but only one one. He's got one yeah. win when he's started the, when he's been listed as a starting quarterback. So that's an interesting little note there. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, my least favorite team. Uh, 11 wins. The over is even. The under is minus 130. Um, where does their playoff choke last year rank all time? Among last year's playoff chokes? <laughs> well, well, they, they were the only one who had, a, had an honest-to-goodness choke. Like the Lions and uh, – the Lions and uh, – Detroit both had elicited circumstances that led to their losses. And Just having the best goal line back in football the last five years and not, not giving him the ball in the goal line. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to that specific team. But the, the, the Packers had an honest-to-goodness choke. I think it ranked second all-time. I think only the, the Houston Oilers uh, in, what was that, 93 or 94 when they coughed up that, like, 40-point uh, lead. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's not good. I'm trying to think if there's any other examples of a team that just gacked away a playoff game quite that badly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I think it's, I, I think that the Packers' loss last year is, is the second worst play, uh, playoff choke of all time. And both of those were – and that was an NFC title game, and the other one was an AFC title game, which is – Yeah, you can't even – like, obviously it may not be the most heartbreaking loss. Like, obviously something like the Music City Miracle is more heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. what about the Ernest Biner fumble? Does that count? Like, that's just one guy who wasn't a series of plays. Yeah. That's a guy who's running into the end zone for the winning touchdown and just drops the football for no reason. Yeah, and, I like, speaking of that play, every time I watch that play, the Ernest Binder fumble, I can't figure out when he dropped the ball. Like, ev- like every angle of that, I'm just like, when did he lose it? Like, it just seems like he's jogging in for a touchdown 
And then all John of a sudden, Elway's telekinetic power. Yeah, it's what it felt like. And then all of a sudden, the Broncos were celebrating, and Viner was like, "Wait, I don't have the football." <laughs> so weird. Well, because like I guess we're arguing semantics on whether Lund, like what qualifies as a choke here. Because basically, it's one of the five worst playoff losses. Losses of all time. Yeah, it yeah. would uh, it would have to be at the very least. It's that. So they're coming off of that, um, and in cl- classic Packers fashion, they didn't go out and add any guys to their team. No, in fact, they improved their team by releasing overrated guys like Brad Jones and A.J. Hawk. Uh, yeah, that's they, helpful. They locked up Randall Cobb, four years, $40 million. Uh, B.J. Paji, one year, uh, re-signed him, one year, 175 Brian Bulaga, five, a big contract for him, five years, 33 uh, But the Packers can always afford big contracts. Yeah. Because they always get good players in the draft. You know, that's it. That's oh, how you can, absolutely. you know. If, if if you always can plug holes in the draft, and we look at some of the guys who are going to be plugging holes, you got uh, Nate Palmer, who was a sixth round pick in 2013. He uh, is currently at the the top of the middle linebacker depth chart right now. Uh, Sam Barrington, seventh round pick in 2013, uh, top of the left inside linebacker uh, depth chart right now. If you other than Peppers, how many guys in this roster have actually suited up for other NFL teams? It's not a lot. No, and they brought in Demarius Randall from Arizona State. That was their draft pick that they had in like the 29th spot, which is just like, like, because he's going to start for them and be right along Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and yeah, they're they're going to be shutting guys down. Um, does the 11 win scary at all? Um, I, I will say this during. I don't. I don't think I. Jordy Nelson not being part of this doesn't help. Yeah, we, we should have mentioned that. But they lost Jordy Nelson to the season with a torn ACL. And Randall Cobb, although he messed up his shoulder, but it looks like he's going to start week one. Uh, I believe they said strain of some, like shoulder strain or MCL strain or something like that. But he's on track to start week one. But that could change tomorrow, so who knows. Um, no, 11 wins doesn't scare me. I take the over. Yeah. Um, they get the Seahawks at home this year, which is very, very helpful compared to having to play them on the road last year and uh, in the playoffs last year as well. Um, if you look at their tough road games, uh, the list begins and ends with at Denver. The rest of their road games are not road games I'd consider very difficult. Uh, it feels like a push to me. Like, I think I, uh, 11 and I think 5. 11 and 5. 11 and 5 is kind of what I had them at. I have them at 11 and 5 and winning the, the division. Like, 11 and 5, 12 and 4. Because, um, like, like, here's the interesting stuff. During the Aaron Rodgers era, they have won more than 11 games twice, or sorry, have not won at least 11 games yeah. twice. And one of those was the year he broke the collarbone. He had the broken collarbone, and they've won exactly 11 games twice during the Roger Aaron Rodgers era, and the rest they've won at least 12 games. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the over, but like worst case scenario, I think if you take the over in this, you probably push. So I, I like the over on the Packers at 11 yeah. wins. It's not a bad schedule. No. Um, Do we have to talk about the Detroit Lions? Can we just skip them? It's like, just give me the line. You don't even have to do anything, but give me the line. Uh, 11, eight and a half wins over 110, under is minus 140. Even with the money, the way that's arranged, I'm taking the under. So I, I, I like, I would bet the under, but I'm not willing. I'm not going to pay the minus 140 juice. But um, as a fan of this team, I expect them to be seven and nine, eight and eight. So I would like the the under. Um, they finished eleven and five last year. They could have easily won this division last year because the Packers won the division with one more win, and Lions 
coughed up three games early in the season because it took them seven weeks to figure out their kicker. Um, they got royally screwed in the wild card game, which, you know, would have been nice to win at least one playoff game that I, well, would have been the second playoff win of my lifetime. Uh, they brought in Lincoln Tomlinson of Duke, who, um, I'm just going to say Lincoln Tomlinson for president. Cause the guy is, he's an excellent guard. He's an awesome dude. Everything. I love Amir Abdullah out of Nebraska. They traded for Manny Ramirez, which I liked. Um, they re-signed Dan Orlovsky in an effort to continue trolling themselves. Uh, just to remember that. Oh yeah. Dan Orlovsky. He's our connection to some of the, the bad times. Lines. Yep. Yeah. Um, they are paying $3 million a year for a kicker. Just, <laughs> Did he do that? Well, you know what? Obviously, they had such trouble. Apparently, last year, yeah. Apparently, they had to. They found something that works. They had to apparently, like they lost in Dominican Sue. They lost C.J. Mosley. They lost Nick Fairley. All the free agency. They traded for Hololi Nada, who looks like he's not going to start the season. Uh, Here's what I'll say about the Sue thing, and obviously, short term, it may look regrettable. Yeah, no, long term. I, I think there's going to be a time in our lives when you look at that contract and say, yeah. you know what probably for the best i i know i I don't have to i understand it but i don't have to like it i'll say that um they re-signed rasheed mathis which i thought was a good idea they traded for tim wright the other day which just to me assumes that they're giving up on eric ebron who they spent a seventh pick on or uh i think he was 10th overall yeah he was the pick before Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, so this team could have Odell Beckham Jr., but they gave, they they chose to go. That's with not Eric the Eber. most damning thing. I like I can understand why they don't think they needed to draft Odell Beckham Jr. They still had Calvin Johnson on the roster. Yeah, and they had already signed Golden Tate, so you're like, okay, we're set a receiver. Mm-hmm. However, when you see that Sue's contract is up at the end of the year and it Fairleys as well, and think to yourself, Aaron Donald sitting right there. Yeah, jeez, like. That's that. I think that's kind of a mistake. But. And everybody is completely underestimating the impact that Sue had. Like, I just don't see. Like, I I do like some of the the, the other defensive guys that they've got. I like uh, Ziggy Ansa. Ziggy like Ansa. Yeah. Um, Stephen Tullock, decent. DeAndre. Tullock's like, not on the team anymore. Oh, Tullock's not on the team. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, Tullock's gone. Uh, although Tullock was the guy who injured his. <laughs> knee celebrating last celebrating. year. God, so like that was the second dumbest injury last year. The dumbest injury was I don't remember the guy on the Bears who did it, but he did the same thing. But uh, Tullock can at least say I was celebrating sacking Aaron Rodgers. The Chicago guy was celebrated sacking Jimmy Garoppolo while he was down by thirty-five points. Yeah, yeah, for the best. <laughs> the Lions drafted a fullback. Yeah, they drafted a fullback, which Mike uh, Burton. Let's you know that you know they're on the cutting edge. The cutting edge. This team. Uh, all the all the hippest teams have fullbacks. Yeah, under just under with this team. Like they have no idea how. Like like I I fully expect them. Like like they have no idea how much they're gonna miss in Dominican Sue. They have no idea how much action that guy pulled just by being on the field. And when they're not like I think when they realize that guys like Ziggy Ansah and stuff are are gonna be getting double teamed now. I think it'll take them two or three games before they fully realize, oh, shit. <laughs> and, like, Haloli like, Nada is awesome, but like I said, he's probably going to miss the first few weeks. And, quite frankly, it doesn't look like he's going to make the best effort to get back on the field. You don't think so? Ah, 
Ah, you know what? I'm probably taking that too far. I'm, you know what? I, you're right. I'm, I'm letting it seep in. I'm letting it seep in. So I, I, I take back that disrespect. I just heaved Haloli Nada's way. I just. We'll see. We'll see. I'm. Uh, they're still going to be able to I, chuck I, it. And I'll tell you, Calvin Johnson is like, as far as fantasy football goes, like, um, fantasy football sleepers don't really exist anymore. But if I was going to have a sleeper, it would be Calvin Johnson because everybody's completely writing that guy off as. Yeah, we'll see. Being um, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 they may score a few points. I think they're going to allow a lot of points, and I think that there are some big holes in this team that might be exploited. So yeah. I would, I would not think they're going to win nine games. No, they're going to be a Madden team this year. Like they're going to like the teams are going to chuck it on them, and they're going to chuck it on other teams. So Bears or uh, Vikings next? We're Bears, right? We're going with the Bears. Uh, yeah. se- seven wins over plus one twenty, under minus one fifty. They fired everybody last year: Phil Emery, Mark Tressman, Eric Cromer, Mel Tucker, all out. Ryan Pace, John Fox, Adam Gase, and Dick Fangio all in. Uh, they drafted Kevin White out of West Virginia, who has a stress fracture in his shin. And they keep saying he's going to play. They're doing that weird thing where they're like, he'll be back, he'll be back, he'll be back. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, he's going to miss time. He's going to miss time. He's going to miss time. Um, if I could offer one piece of advice to Chicago Bears, it would be just shut Kevin White down. You're, you're not going anywhere. Don't let this kid. Yeah, I, I agree. They should just put him on IRB. Yeah, just put him on IRB. Yeah. As for the Bears, seven's the number, right? Let's look at the schedule and see if we can find nine losses. Versus yeah. Green Bay, versus Arizona, at Seattle, versus Minnesota, versus Denver, at Minnesota, at Detroit. Like, it, it just feels like a lot of the, at the Kansas City Chiefs, it feels like a lot of those are going to be losses. Yeah. Um. So even if they pull off one or two of those, they need to win all the other ones. I just, I, I don't see it. No, they're the they're the worst team in this division by a country mile, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I just I don't know what else to say about the Bears. Uh, not enough talent. Division's too tough. Under on I although I wouldn't pay the minus one fifty juice. Oh, maybe I would. I mean, I really don't like this Bears team. I think they're terrible. Uh, Minnesota Vikings seven and a half wins over 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 over. over. Oh my God! Over a thousand times the over. Uh, oh, line lower than the Troy. Whatever, I'll take minus one fifteen on the over. You get minus one fifteen on either side, and I, I am like, like shut up and take my money on the over. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh my God! Oh, it's just the the over. It's just yeah. It's just such a good bet. Um, let's take a look at some of the games they might win. Uh, Detroit, San Diego, San Francisco, uh, at Denver might be tough. Uh, Kansas City, Detroit, Chicago, the Rams at the Raiders you know, uh, versus Green Bay at the Falcons, home to Seattle at Arizona, Chicago, the Giants both at home. And then th- th- if you're on the fence about this and you think that the Packers are far and away the best team in the NFC North, Minnesota's final game is at Green Bay, Week 17, a game that if you think it's going to go that way, the Packers may not care whether they win or lose that game. Yeah, I agree. I, I just I can't bet the over. This is one of my big three. Oh, it's, it's, this, oh God, I love this. Bet. This is one of my big three. They're they're right alongside the Patriots. Uh, ten and a half. Although, like I said, I'm not sure if you can get the Patriots at ten and a half anymore. But the Vikings at seven and a half. I see this is this is like a 10, uh, 10 win team to me. Nine. I think that, 
honestly, are, are we sure, and I, I know this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, who in the NFC do we know for sure is better than the Vikings? Green Bay. Seattle. Uh, Dallas? Yeah, I'd, I'd give Dallas. But that might be it. Because Yeah, but yeah, that absolutely. I don't think that they're worse than anyone in the NFC South. Yeah. I don't think that the Eagles are better than them. I don't think that anyone else, like, they're certainly not, uh, that the Giants aren't better than they are. Like, it just, this is maybe the fourth best team in the NFC. They're going to win 10 games. They're going to win 10 games. Yeah, like, their biggest, their biggest splash in free agency, Craig. Well, I mean, other than, you know, unless you count the trading for Mike Wallace, which, you know, Mike, Mike Wallace at this point is kind of a locker room cancer, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Can't change the scenery, might get him going. Their biggest offseason move was they brought in Terrence Newman. At one year, two and a quarter. Yeah. Which, obviously, Mike Zimmer knows him pretty well. Yeah, and he's going to be, like, he's going to be perfect in there. He'll be dynamite. And, they, like, they drafted Trey Waynes. They extended Matt Khalil. They didn't need to make any big splashes in free agency because they've been drafting so goddamn well over the last three years. Yeah. And, they, and they, even if they got, like, guys like Charles Johnson at the practice uh, squad heat from Cleveland, he looked like he was pretty good in the last year. You look at the front seven, Brian Robinson, Linval Joseph, great signing two years ago, by the way. Uh, Sharif Floyd, Everson Griffin, uh, and the linebackers, Anthony Barr, Chad Greenway. Uh, they got Eric Kendricks in the second round, who I think is going to be a really good NFL player. Trey Waynes, you already mentioned. He's their third cornerback, right, or fourth cornerback right now because they have Rhodes, fourth, and Sheryls. Fourth cornerback. Yeah. Captain Lundgren's still on the roster, who I think is pretty good, too. Uh, really good secondary there. I like a lot. And, and they've got good pass pressure. Barr, I think, is going to have uh, a really, really impactful season. Uh, defense, I think, is excellent. And all this talk about all the great draft they've done, we haven't mentioned the fact that they Bridgewater. were able to get Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, what was, was it the end of the first? 30-second. It was Seattle's pick. Yeah, the very last pick of the second. Oh, my God. Why? Why were they allowed to get Teddy Bridgewater with that pick? I don't – one bad pro day apparently was good enough to erase, what was it, three or four years of, of just stellar <laughs> work in college. Yeah. Just, like, I don't get it. Like – Against top level competition, but oh no, let's take Blake Bortles third overall. And ah, we better take Johnny Football before it's too late. Yeah. (laughs) It was just the most predictable thing at the time. Like, as it's happening, you're like, oh yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's the best of these three guys. And And here we are. It's unfortunate that it's all because of the color of his skin. It is. It it, it is. If, If Teddy Bridgewater was Teddy, I don't know white guy he would he would have not fallen to the 31st because like everybody was looking for reasons not to and because like everybody the same thing happened to aaron Rodgers for the same reason yeah i suppose you're right uh but i mean like bridgewater it also happened to brady quinn but that turned out to be right yeah bridgewater Bridgewater, (laughs) everybody compared bridgewater to cam newton though which is dumb because bridgewater and cam newton aren't not the same player not the same player like they have zero similar features uh, again, other than the color of their skin, but as far as quarterbacks, they're not because Bridgewater is is uh, not a poor man's Andrew Luck, but a a I, I don't know the correct vernacular, but he's he's a slightly less rich man's Andrew Luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you know, Andrew Luck is athletic, you know, and he, he he's not a burner, but he runs when he needs to. Same thing with Bridgewater, yeah. and he's tough to tackle, and he's smart with the football. And I mean, Bridgewater doesn't have the deep ball as well, but he's accurate. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that's the most important thing these days. So, yeah, I'll take the accurate guy, thanks. And they got that guy, Adrian Peterson, back, who's oh, yeah, him. You know, fully rested after and probably, you know. That's going to likely make him better. 
Yeah, uh, I just I have I already have a lot of money on the Vikings over and any time like <laughs> I'm thinking of placing some more money on this. So over, over, over on the Minnesota Vikings at seven and a half minus one fifteen. Um, Let's move on. Let's uh, we, we we we've we've uh, verbally played over the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and all they're just and everything and. Maybe Cordero Patterson figures it out this year. North Turner figures out a way to use him. I don't know. Well, we, we, that's the only that's the only thing in the last three years that they have botched was Cordero yeah. Patterson, and I can't blame them. It looked I, really good for yeah, a long at, time. At the time, I was like, oh god, no. I remember thinking, great. I get like when they drafted Cordero Patterson. I remember thinking, great. I get to be afraid of that guy for the next six years, twice a year. Uh, but again, that one was through no fault of their own, and I don't blame them for making that pick. Uh, the NFC South, Carolina Panthers, eight and a half wins. The over is 105. The under is minus 135. I mean, I wouldn't bet it because I don't like the juice, but. Eight and a half. Yeah. Do you have any reason to, to think that the Carolina Panthers, like, can win nine games? The parts on this team that are not Cam Newton. Is there any reason for us to, them to, for us to think they're going to be worse than last year? Um, the non-Cam Newton players. Well, the wide receivers are terrible. Right, yeah. The, the wide receivers, you're right. Are Calvin Benjamin yeah. is out for the year. He tore his ACL. I mean, they still – they brought back Ted Gant. They still got Greg Olson, who's the most underrated tight end in the league. I think he's the third best guy. I, I – yeah, well, obviously, yeah, I'm, I assume you're counting Keekly, right, in that? No, it, third best tight end. Oh, third best tight end. Oh, absolutely. He was the third best tight end. Um, Gronkowski and Graham were better than him and nobody else. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the argument is him and Kelsey, but Olsen's better than Travis Kelsey. He just is. Um, they brought in Michael Orr. They brought in Ted. I mean, they made some good improve. They definitely improved the uh, the secondary. They brought in Ted Williams. Kirk yeah. Corbin, Peanut Tillman is there. They exercised the – I mean, they still have the best linebacker trio in the league with – like they drafted Shaq Thompson, which probably gives them the best linebacker trio in the league, is what I meant to say. Thomas Davis, Keekly, uh, and yeah, Davis. Yeah, they'll, they'll be good on defense. Still, I think that yeah, and the secondary won't be as bad as it was. And the, the thing about the secondary is it doesn't have to be that good because the front seven is better. We'll see they have good. a really tough schedule though, and they yeah, have, and that's what I was just going to mention. They have one of those um, Thursday night, like Monday night things where they end up playing like three teams within the span of 14 days. I don't, I don't remember it. And like those three teams are Philly, Indian, Green Bay. So yeah. Yeah. They play on Sunday, the 25th. Yeah. It's not what you want. Um, it's a bad schedule. You're right. Like they have the at Jacksonville game to open up and then it just gets worse. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I, and remember this team, I'm going to say the under because I like the – I think the all – I think they haven't really improved. I think they might be treading water a little bit. And I think the other three teams in this division have all improved in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's tougher to say with the Saints, but I think the Saints will just win more games this year. I think the Saints were a little bit unlucky last season. But I think that the other teams in this division have improved. And I don't yeah. know if if the Panthers have. Um, but – We'll see. I think it's it's a sloppy division. It's, it's tough to say, but I, I would bet the under on the Panthers. Yeah, and remember the Panthers made the playoffs below 500 last year. They were another. 
they finished the seven, eight, and one, and that tie allowed them to have a slightly better record than the seven and nine Saints and make the playoffs because uh, Mike Nugent couldn't kick a chip shot field goal from like 41 yards out. They made the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the under. I think this is going to be a, it just doesn't this season have disaster written all over it for the Panthers? Yeah, I felt like that was going to be last year's, but I think this year we're really goes off the rails. Yeah. And I feel bad for Cam Newton. I absolutely that do. line. Although, that how can you? Of them with tough to feel players. tough to feel bad for a guy who just signed a five year, hundred and four million dollar contract. So right. I'm not feeling too enough. bad for Cam Newton. <laughs> I feel bad for Cam Newton's legacy. Yeah, but no I, other reason than you look at the the roster around him and you think to yourself, all right, those receivers are bad up the Well, Benjamin's good, but he's not playing this year. Um, and then you think, oh, okay, that offensive line is legitimately terrible. Like, they're just are not above average players on it. It's not what you want. Next up, the New Orleans Saints, who had a extremely busy offseason. Uh, the Saints are nine wins. The over is plus 120. The under is minus 140. Uh, they finished seven and nine last year. They released Pierre Thomas, Curtis Lofton. They re-signed Mark Ingram. They lost Jimmy Graham, who they traded to Seattle for Max Unger. They traded uh, a draft pick to Kansas City for Ben Grubbs in an effort to improve their... Well, they traded Grubbs to Kansas City. Or, yeah, sorry, yeah, they traded Grubbs to Kansas City. Lost Another cap casualty. They basically, yep. they're in such cap disaster zone that they had to do some weird stuff. Yeah, it was between him and Jari Evans, and I ended up signing Jari Evans three years, $18 million. They brought in Cameron Jordan, defensive end, five years, $60 million. That was their big signing, a couple of smaller signings. They brought in Brandon Browner, three years, $15 million. C.J. Spiller, 4-6. Uh, they're really set up to run the ball a lot this year, which is strange. I think they're, they're, they are set up to run the ball a little bit. I think they're going to be doing a lot of play actors up this year. And Sean yeah. Payton is a sharp guy. He's a smart guy. They'll know how to take advantage of the talent they have. Um, Spiller, they're going to try to use as their uh, – It'll be their version of, of – Darren Sproles, the old yeah. Days. Yep. Um, from the glory I think, days. I think they're going to find a way to score points. People think they're going to score a lot less points this year. They may score a few less, but I think if you have Drew Brees and Sean Payton, you're going to find a way to score some points. And you're playing indoors, you're going to find a way to score points. Uh, defensively, I think they're a little bit better. I don't know if the whole Rob Ryan thing is a good idea. Uh, still with the Rob, like the most overrated dude. On, but... Like, He's the only uh, defensive coordinator who gets the camera on him six times a bleeping game. And look, he's mediocre. He's so mediocre. Sorry, um, just one of those things. That no, you're, you're right. Uh, and it's it's true that his, his track record of success is, um, well, uneven. But I think this defense is going to be better. Um, how much better, we'll see. But I think that it'll be slightly better. I think they're going to be better in the second year. They're not going to be as injured in the second year. Remember last year they lost both Bird and Picaro. That's true. Um that may not happen this year, obviously. Uh, Brandon Browner coming in is a decent corner, especially if you're second corner because Keenan Lewis is still your main guy. Uh, it's going to be a better defense. I I think this might be the best team in the South. I think they That's are. That's not sick because I think the South is the worst division. Oh, it absolutely is. might be the best team in it. It's, it's, I'm taking the over. They're the worst division in uh... – Maybe in sports right now, uh, but they're certainly the worst in football. Um, but I got to believe that no one is – they're not going to have all four teams finish below 500 again. Same so, 
I feel like the, this feels like a push to me because I think the Saints are going to go nine and seven, and they're probably going to win the division with that nine and seven record. Um, am I willing to bet it? I like getting plus one ten, uh, sorry, plus one twenty for them to to go with the over. So maybe they get lucky and win. All they get like worse. I, I say they're a nine and seven team, which you know will push and get your money back. So maybe they get lucky in a game and go, their crossover division go ten cents. Yeah. Is the AFC South? Yeah. Doesn't that probably mean three wins for them? That's what I'm hoping. Maybe they split, and the two road games are the Texans and Colts. That means the Jaguars and Titans are coming to the Superdome. They play the Redskins here as well. They play their own division, which is not particularly good. Uh, their their tough their toughest road game. If you don't count those non conference ones, at Arizona Week One, I guess. Like they. It's not a bad schedule. No. Let's say, like let's say within the division they go four and two. So there's four of the wins you need. Let's say they get both of Jacksonville and Tennessee. You got six wins. Um, and then on top of that, you get wins against the Redskins. Oh, swear jar for Craig. On top of that, you get game, uh, wins against Washington, the Giants, and perhaps the home game against Dallas or the road game against Philadelphia, one of those. And yeah. you're good. That's all you need. Yeah, All right, so uh, yeah, you, you talked me into it. I'm 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 thinking I might place a little money on the Saints after. I haven't placed any money on them yet, but I think uh, once this is over, I'm gonna go post the lines on Monday Night Football December 31st too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons, eight and a half wins over minus 105, under minus 125. They fired their entire coaching staff: Smith, Cotter, Nolan out. Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan, Richard Smith in as they once again do the hire the defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator of the team that, uh, like the Super Bowl team. Yeah, <laughs> they, well, sometimes been. that works out. Yeah, um, I I like what they did with the coaching. I think Kyle Shanahan's a good offensive coordinator. I think the mm-hmm. what he did with limited talent in Cleveland last year is underrated. Like he had lousy, lousy talent. Um, I mean, they, they were seven and four on point last year. Lousy talent. Um, this defense sucks. Oh God, are they? This is a really, really bad defense. I mean, and the only thing they really did—well, I guess that's not true. They signed, they brought in Justin Durant. They signed Durant three years to ten point eight. They brought in Brooks Reed, who eh, is mediocre. Uh, but I kind of like the deal. Five years, yeah, two and a half. Uh, Uh, they brought in that beast, Vic Beasley, out of Clemson to play like that. He was basically the biggest addition they made. Uh, yeah, and they needed someone who could rush the passer because they had no one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, they extended Julio Jones, five years, 71. Roddy White just had elbow surgery, but claimed he'd be ready for week one, but apparently he's getting a second opinion, so he might need a second surgery of some sort, which would certainly that would hurt. Uh, really hurt them because if Roddy White... Leonard Hankerson, though, like if, if Julio Jones you, and Leonard Hankerson are your receivers, like... And then you have Devin Hester to run some weirdo stuff. Justin Hardy, who I kind of like as well. Yeah. Not bad. Who's running the ball for this team, though? I think Freeman's the best guy, but he's not a guy that you can give 25 carries a game to and expect him to do that. Absolutely not. Um, but on a per-carry basis, Freeman's the best guy. Yeah. Um, I like the under on the Falcons, but I don't want to play pay the minus. Eh, maybe I do. It's only minus. What's, what's the what's the number again? What is it? Minus one twenty five on the under. The over is minus one oh five. But the the number of wins. Oh, eight and a half. Sorry. 
I just I can't. If I see. had to bet one, it would be the under, but I wouldn't be thrilled about it. Maybe. Can you see this Falcons team being above five hundred? Because I'll tell you, it's only going to take nine wins to to win this division. So I think if you're betting the Falcons over, you think the Falcons are going to win this division. So you have to ask yourself, do you think the Atlanta Falcons are winning the NFC South? Why bet the Falcons over? We can just bet the Falcons win the NFC South. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Like, why not? Yeah. So if uh, yeah, so if you if you believe that strongly, then I I say you stay away from their over under, and then you just bet the Falcons to win the South. And they have some of the the easy schedule things I just talked about with the Saints. Yeah. Uh, only um, we're not giving them the two wins against the Saints though. Probably like I think the Saints could beat no. the Falcons in the dome where they apparently have to use fake crowd noise. Yeah. Uh, no, I I I don't think they're as good as the Saints either. I think the Saints were more well rounded. Which isn't saying a lot, but uh, no, I like Ryan. I like Kyle Shanahan. I think the scores of points this year, but I think that this defense is going to get shredded. Yeah, this is another Madden team where they. I, I say that knowing full well that Quinn's coming in there, and Quinn seems like he's a pretty smart guy and knows what he's doing. Yeah, but he, like Richard Sherman doesn't get to come with you. No, yeah. Thomas doesn't get to come with you. Like you got those guys had to stay in Seattle. Michael Bennett's not walking through that door, friend. Right. Yeah. You know those guys didn't get to come along for the ride. Like those guys had to stay in Seattle. So yeah. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. So you and I, like, uh, we're not, we're, we're recommending to stay away from the Falcons. But if you feel like betting it, if you're one of those compulsive types that just has to gamble, uh, yeah, I don't know. The under. <laughs> like, uh, Buccaneers, six wins. The over is even. The under is minus one thirty. Um, they got a new offensive coordinator. They hired uh, Dan Cotter off, who was you know fired from the uh, unceremoniously jettisoned from the Falcons. And was hired by division rival the Buccaneers. Uh, they drafted the number one. Uh, they the, <clears throat> come down to three, two, one with the number one overall pick. They drafted James Winston, the quarterback out of FSU. Um, they improved the defense with some signings: uh, Chris Conte, Bruce Carter. People, people who say him for a few years here, but oh yeah, the camp is ready to break out. Uh, I was one of those guys. Like yeah, I've yeah, suckered I, for I, three years now on this. Yeah. Team. And there are a lot of things to like about what they've done. Uh, I love my family, but I love Vincent Jackson, uh, Logan Mankins, uh, Evan Dietrich Smith along the line. Um, good players. But what's been missing has been just absolutely horrendous quarterback play. Not that's not what's been missing, that's what's been plentiful. Um, if Winston's a middle of the road guy, this team's at least passable as good, right? Like Gerald McCoy's still here. Levante yeah. David's still here. Altuan Werner isn't quite the guy that they're paying him like he is, but he's he's okay. Um, there are some things to like here if, if Winston's on the road. And I think Winston's going to be good. Oh, I think he's going to be very good. Um, and you know me, I've been I've been harsh on the FSU quarterbacks in the past, but Jameis Winston is not one of those past FSU quarterbacks. Um, six wins though. Uh, Feels like a push to me. It, they feel like a five, five and eleven, six and ten win team to me. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Do you like the over? I mean, you get even money on the over. So if you want to, I like the over. If you want to take your shot with the over, I'm not. I'm not going to fault anybody for doing that. For me, I just. I mean, let's go through the schedule. Do you have the schedule up right now? I do. Um, um, can we find seven wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let's see if we can do it. I think we're going to be able to. Because they're going to be uh, – they get the skin. Or, oh, God, swear jar for Matt. Swear jar for Pierce. They, they, get, the, they get the Washingtons. 
So that's one. <laughs> like, so, I'm, I'm going to give him Washington. Let's let ten, uh, hold him to Tennessee. That's one. At the Saints, probably not. No. At the Texans, probably not. Hold him to Carolina. Could be one. Maybe. Yeah. Hold him to Jackson. I'm not prepared to not give him that Texans one either. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a coin flip. Like, let's see if we can find a better one. Yeah. Uh, hold him to Jackson, though. Yeah. Sure. So that's three. At Washington. Yeah. At the Falcons. I give him the Falcons. Like that's gonna be a coin flip. Yeah, home of the Giants. Uh, sure. yeah, maybe. Home of the Cowboys, likely a lot. Yeah. At the Eagles. God, am I getting back on the Buccaneers bandwagon for a fourth year? I know. Like, I know. are they gonna burn me for a fourth Sorry, year? Really oh it, god, it doesn't get any. Uh, well, I think I'm at, gonna do at, it. At the Colts, probably not a win. No. For Atlanta, home of the Saints, at the Rams. Home of the Bears is probably a win. At Carolina might be a win, too. Yeah. Kind of feels like they're going to win seven. They might win seven games. Seven. Oh, God. I might jump back on the Bucks bandwagon again. Oh, God. Why can't I quit you, Tampa Bay? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, so you like the over. God, it's even money, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think the over is the way to go. Oh, I, I would have I, If you look at this division, I'm going under with yeah. Yeah, the Falcons and Panthers, I'm going to go over with the Bucks. I'm going to place money on the Bucks. They finished 12-2-14 last year. Got extremely unlucky, though. I think their, their, their weighted DVOA in close games was, like, something astronomical last year. Yeah. Which would suggest... Again, they're, they're going to go from horrid quarterback play. Yeah. And they might get passable quarterback play this year. Mm. Like, sure, why not? They do have a lot of back-to-back -back road games now, now, though, now that I'm looking up the schedule. Oh. oh, God, I don't know. Oh, I, go, I, I just, we're going to have to look at the Bucks later. I just, I, I, they, they burned I, the last. I like the over. But, uh, and you, I, I understand once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, though. I think, I think we're both, like, it's, it's even money. You got to just take your chances with the even money, right? And the Bucks I agree. wins. Yeah, just, that's, I think that's a smart bet. If it comes through, good. If not, I'll curse the Bucks one more year. Um, Seattle Seahawks. The NFC West. The Seattle Seahawks. Now, we we said we'd get back to it earlier. In the history of sports, Craig, can you think of a worse loss than that Super Bowl loss that they had last year? I'm giving you all sports. All sports. Um, yeah. Um, well, ugh. The, the reason I think this might have been the worst loss in the history of sports, Craig, is because it was completely avoidable. Right. It was absolutely a thousand percent avoidable. I was going to say the Raheem Moore game, but that wasn't the Super Bowl, so it's not the same. No. That's up there, though. But, but I mean, like... The Raheem Moore game was, available, was avoidable, too. He just yeah, the Raheem Moore... Appearance, not they, likely, they likely win. Yeah. Um... Because ah. like in football, I can't think of like in, in football. I think you're talking like the like the like the Biner fumble might be one because like again we talked about it earlier where like Music City Miracle, would go Music on City Miracle would be one. But again, none of these are in the Super Bowl, um, yeah. and none of these are just so obvious. And I can't um, think of any. I can't think of any in the in the the NHL. I mean, like the, the Brett Hall goal, but the Brett Hall goal was in Game Six, and yeah. 
and uh, the Sabres didn't really play well in that series anyway. Uh, the Spurs, I know that the Sting is taken out by the fact that they won. The yeah, game. oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Uh, the, the Spurs one is... The 2013 San Antonio Spurs, yeah. Game 6. The, the they, they, they thought they had the title. Yeah, well, they should have had the title. But so, yeah, so that's one. I can't think of any. That's part of it. Um, baseball, Buckner is up there. Buckner Buck- would certainly be Buckner would definitely be on the list. The Reds in 85 would be there because that was an out. And they should have won the World Series, right? Like they, Cardinals. Or, or, pardon? Cardinals. That was uh, Cardinals? I thought that was the Reds against Cardinals. Kansas City. Cardinals. That was Car- oh, okay, my bad. So apologies. Uh, I got my red jerseys mixed up. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, yeah, uh, that, that would be on there too. But so baseball has. The story has- is this. It's. It's, it's there. It's right the there. It's right there with Bill Buckner. Like, it's right there with Bill Buckner letting the ball go through his legs. I agree. Wow. I just, wow. Anyway, um, Seahawks pretty much kept it the same. I mean, they, uh, other than. Other than going to get Jimmy Graham. Other than going to get, yeah, one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah. One of the better centers in the league. Um, they brought in Chris Richard to replace Dan Quinn, who was hired by the Falcons. They drafted Frank Clark out of Michigan. Uh, they re-upped Marshawn Lynch three years, $31 million. Brought in Kerry Williams three years, $18 million. And if there was any team that was ever going to get the best out of Kerry Williams, out of like the underachieving Kerry Williams, right. it would be this. this is the, um, the numbers, 11 wins over minus 125, under minus 105. Um, finished 12 and four last year. I don't see why they can't finish 12 and four again. Uh, the one thing about them is they're not as deep on defense as they used to be. True. So some, if guys get hurt, they're going to have to find different ways to fill out those injuries. That's a great point. However, um, they're still really good. Yes. And obviously Cam Chancellor's holdout. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, but uh, that obviously could play a role here. But I still think that they're the second best team in the NFC. I agree. Um, are you worried about any kind of like this should be on paper? This should be the same dominant old Seahawks. Are you worried about any kind of um, slowing down as a result of playing in two straight Super Bowls, which is no. tough this day in the in the National Football League? No, I don't think so. No, uh, all right. It's not like. I just thought I'd bring that to people's attention. Yeah, I'm, no, it's I'm not, not like hockey yeah. or basketball when you're playing. Like, if you go have deep playoff runs, you're playing for an extra three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not quite the same. Uh, so, no, I'm, I, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Now, that's physical fatigue. Are you worried about any mental fatigue after this team uh, blew, the, <laughs> blew the Super Bowl? Like, No, honestly, if, if they slip this year. Yeah. It'll be because remember they started slow last year. Yeah, they start, remember yeah. they started like three and three or something, and then everybody was like, "What's going on with the Seahawks?" And then they just you know started smashing everyone in the face again. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that they'll be fine over the long run. Yeah, so, I agree too. I like the over on the Seahawks. I think they're twelve and four again. I think they get to the over. I don't know if I'm willing to pay the juice. Um, minus one twenty five is a lot when you're asking a team to win twelve games, uh, but. If I were to bet. So the Seahawks kind of feel like a stay away to me, but if you were to bet, I'd just take the over. Seems like they'd be a dominant yeah. team. I agree. Um, Arizona Cardinals next? Eight and a half wins. Minus 115 on both sides. 
they extended Bruce Arians. They hired James Betcher to be the new defensive coordinator. They brought in your boy, DJ Humphreys out of Florida. Uh, they re-upped fan favorite and face of the franchise, Larry Fitzgerald, two for 22. Uh, they let Larry Foote, Ted Ginn, and Darnell Dockett go. They got Mike Eupati to improve the offensive line. Five Sounds years. great until he gets hurt. True, yeah. Five years, $40 million. Um, They signed Corey Peters, Sean Weatherspoon, and Lamar Woodley, a bunch of uh, three veterans to for defensive depth. Um, eight and a half wins. I have this as one of my big three. I love the over. Really? Yeah, I do. I, th- I, just, I... I think Bruce Arians is – so, like, you tell me this Cardinal, they're not going to win the division, but you tell me they can't find nine wins in this in this thing at minus 115? I think that you are obviously putting some stock. I just think the line's too low. Palmer's multiple surgically prepared knee. That is true. But, like, and the old line is something significantly improved. Your body's already hurt. You're right, it's better. Keep in mind, they also no longer have to deal with the, San, the real San Francisco 49ers. They have to deal with this yeah. new, this fake San Francisco team. Let's take a look at the schedule again real quick. Here. Yeah. It, like, uh, I don't know. I, I just that, – that to me would be your what you're worried about is you're watching a game and all of a sudden Carson Palmer goes down, he's holding his knee, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's been surgically repaired twice. Um. They have they have significantly improved the offensive line, though. I think. Yeah, I think. Potty again, he's only going to miss a few weeks, but. True. Uh, you know, that's still. Humphreys, Patrick Peterson, Jerron, yeah, yeah, Jerron no, Powers, right. and the Honey Badger in the secondary, much better nice old secondary. Line. Now they don't have. Um, they don't have Todd Bowles. I will see what kind of impact that has. That is true. Coordinators and then add negative things before. Uh, Saints, Bears, 49ers, Rams, Lions, Steelers. Uh, All right. Yeah. So you disagree with me on the Arizona Cardinals? I think I do. I think I, I think I'm going to want to take the under because I know who's over and going to want to take. So. Okay. All uh, right. I think the Arizona Cardinals. I think I'm going to want to take the under. I, I I understand the defense. I just think that they've lost some important guys. I think like obviously losing Dockett counts as a thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. Even though we didn't play a lot last year, but yeah. I think I think you and I are going to have to place a little side bet off pod on the yeah, uh, on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Wow, just like just wow, everything that happened to this team. Um, seven and a half wins. The over is plus one twenty. The under is minus one fifty. Minus one fifty on the under, which means the public is hammering the is hammering the under on the 49ers. One wonders why they wouldn't change. Yeah, they they, they well they fired Harbaugh, Roman, and Fangio. They brought in Toimsula, Christ, and Mangini. Uh, they drafted Eric Armstead out of Oregon. They signed Darnell Dockett away from the Cardinals, two years, seven and a half. And then the weird stuff starts happening. Craig, uh, linebacker Patrick Willis, thirty years old, retires. Linebacker Chris Borland, Borland, twenty-four years old, in his prime retires defensive end justin smith 35 retires he was still a beast right tackle and their best guy off the offensive line anthony davis 24 retires they lose mikey upati retire sorry i was on, I was on arizona retires. they lost the upati to arizona 
lost Frank Gore to free agency. They brought in Torrey Smith, five years, $40 million. They brought in Reggie Bush. They re-signed Blaine Gabbert. So, you know, sorry, Michael Bennett. Uh, just what a nightmare. Like, they lost – like, they have – that's four. They lost four studs. Four studs to retirement. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't think that they're going to be able to recover. They lost one of the three, four best football coaches. Yeah, on planet Earth. That matters. Yeah. So, like, uh, like, and, and it's doesn't it seem weird that like Harbaugh went back to college? He goes to his alma mater. I think that he's thinking to himself, "All right, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not doing the 49ers job, the Michigan job is one of my." One of my peak games. Uh, I get it, but I mean, like, it's weird that, like, it's weird that the NCAA is able to do stuff like that. Where, in some cases, it's it's better to be like, I I'm not going to coach in the uh, NFL. I'm going to go coach one of the one of the big you know college schools. I just I don't know. It's just it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird without Jim Harbaugh. And, the, and I was not a fan of the guy personally. Loved him as a coach. Thought he was a bit of a d bag, but. Most of your good coaches are. Um, True. But um, I don't know. It's just going to be weird without Jim Harbaugh this year, isn't it? I think it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be less fun. I think the team's going to be nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I like the under. on the. I don't want to pay minus 150. I'm oh, I'm not paying minus 150 either. On the under, but, like, I don't see the Sanford. I don't – like, they were 8-8 eight and eight last year, and <laughs> they still have the same uh, – they still have the same problems with – you know, the offense that they did last year pretty much. And that's without all of the awesome defensive guys and two of their best O-line, like offensive tackles. Like, I don't know. I like it. It's under for me, but I'm not paying the minus 150. What do you think? I agree. All right. That's just, you know, they've lost too many guys. I mean, they're going to have guys who are not nearly as good trying to fill those holes. Like how, how low would this have to go for you to consider betting the over for the San Francisco 49ers? Like, Six and a half or five and a half? Like, I guess what I'm asking you is... I'd at least think about six and a half, but yeah, like, like, so, so you think that their ceiling is seven and nine this year? Yeah, but I think they're probably a six and ten team. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm, I'm, you and me uh, are always fighting over Colin Kaepernick. I'm not a Kaepernick fan. I think he's good if you have the right system and the right guys around him, but neither of those things can be right now. Yeah. I shouldn't say he's good. I think he has a chance to be good. I yeah. Think he's got, I get that he's got the physical tools. But. All right. And uh, finishing this up, St. Louis Rams, eight wins. You can get even money on the over. You can get the under at minus 130. They brought in Frank Signetti. I forget how to pronounce it. Signetti, right? Defensive yep. coordinator they brought in. Uh, they drafted uh, big running back uh, Todd Gurley out of Georgia. Uh, they released Jake Long. They released Scott Wells off their offensive line. They traded Sam Bradford to Philly for Nick Foles. They traded a seventh rounder to Houston for Case Keenum, which I just I thought that was special. <laughs> uh, they re-signed Lance Kendricks, four years, 18 and a half. Kenny Britt, two years, nine, one, five. Uh, they signed Akeem Ayers off free agency, two years, six million. And they brought in Nick Fairley for virtually nothing, uh, one year's five million. Uh, exercise the fifth-year option on Brockers. That's uh, front four, man. I just you want to? I'll list them off right now. This is their front core: Aaron Donald, Chris Long, Michael Brockers, Robert Quinn, William Hayes, 
And if you feel like sprinkling in a little Nick Fairley, then you can. Yeah. Like, my God in heaven, they're going to wreck face. Like, that's lock those guys. Absolutely not. Like, this is not a team you probably get out. Well, I guess maybe you'd watch the offense, see what Gurley's going to do. But, like, it's tough for me to get excited about Nick Foles in the third year of Nick Foles. Um, eight wins. What do you feel about the St. Louis Rams? Over. You like the over? You're loving the over. The only thing I think that Foles is passable. Yeah. I shouldn't even say passable, like just better quarterbacking they've got. I think that getting Brian Schottenheimer the hell away from this team is helpful. I think that they'll find ways to use guys like Tavon Austin that uh Brian Schottenheimer was never able to accomplish. Um I think Foles, like you said, is passable. Todd Gurley will be fine. Like obviously he can't start, but I think this is gonna be a good player. And that front four that you were just talking about, they're gonna be a pain in the ass enough to block and the Broncos kind of felt their wrath second half of last year. As soon as they sort of figured things out, they became an excellent, excellent, excellent defense. I think there will be one again. The only reason I'm hesitating to take the over on the St. Louis Rams is I unfortunately am I do you feel like the game has passed Jeff Fisher by? Yes. Do you feel like I like I feel like Jeff Fisher could weigh this team down. I feel like he could weigh this Back, team down. You know down. what? Maybe you're right. I feel like he could weigh this team down and they'd end up uh, like pushing at eight and eight or seven and nine. That's the only thing that I like, like if they had a higher Dan Quinn instead of like, if the Rams had a brought in, imagine if Dan Quinn was coaching this team instead of Jeff Fisher, yeah. then wow. I would be like, you could not, I couldn't bet my money on the Rams over fast enough. Well, this is Fisher's last chance. They're bad now. He's gone. If yeah, if, like if he goes, like what would he? If he goes eight and eight again, he's got to be fired, right? Like he he has to finish. If like, they finish nine and seven and miss the playoffs in week seventeen, yeah, I think he stays. Okay. Uh, uh, week seventeen, they're uh, they're at the 49ers. Yeah, uh, they have a tough start too. Like they open the season, Seattle is probably lost them, but then they get Washington, which probably won. But then they get Pittsburgh, Arizona, and Green Bay. So they've been a little bit of a pain in the butt for Seattle over the years. That's true. They have. Can't. Yeah. Uh, can't I'm not going to give it to them, but I'm, I'm. I'm. If you were to ask, you know, gun to my head, I'd say Seattle wins that game, obviously. But uh, is the opening one again? Is that in Seattle or is it in St. Louis? That game is in Seattle. Okay. See, so there you go. Um, I just yeah. The only reason I'm hesitating on this Rams thing is I'm I'm not a like Jeff Fisher to me is is an is an anchor that is weighing this team down. I, I think I think that, that may be fair. Um, I that, the over. I think that you're I think that you're like you're bottoming out with the push. Yeah, and he, me, I yeah, I agree. Like he's just I mean they've got Captain Eight and Eight coaching the team, but like that even money on the over is just so juicy. I don't think you can. Ignore it. Right. I like the over. That's one of my favorite the over. All right. So that puts a capper on our NFC over under bets. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. We get football back next week. We're going to have actual real NFL games in nine days. It's going to yeah, be pretty cool. fantastic. Uh, we're going to have to get you back on next week, Craig. I want to get you and your brother Bill on next week because I want us to start our weekly we're going to do a little weekly contest on this show where we bring the three of you on or the three of us come on and we're going to go through all the games we'll preview all the games and we'll pick our winners and at the end we're going to pick five games against the spread and uh do that every week and whoever has the best record at the end of the year is going to uh win a little bit of money so that's good to me i hope you're excited for that uh so i'm ready uh, to go yeah i hope so i'm ready for this football season start um so we'll see you back next week. 
thanks for doing this again. And uh, take care. Have a good week. You too. Take care, everybody.